This episode is brought to you in part by The Table Podcast from the Hendricks Center at Dallas Theological Seminary. I'm Daryl Bach, one of the hosts, and I invite you to join us as we discuss issues of God and culture, which includes anything and everything. Listen on your podcast app or at dts.edu slash the table. You're listening to episode 11 of the In Between podcast, where you'll hear conversations on marriage, parenting, faith, and everything in between. My name is Daniel M. And I'm Christina M. Today, we're going to be talking about hashtag parent fail. <laughs> we have a lot of those, don't we? <laughs> yeah, the episode is really inspired by an episode of The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon that we saw a couple years back, and he actually had individuals... Uh, just kind of tweet in their parent fails. Yes, he um, said that he had was a new parent at that time and he was so afraid of failing. So we thought, well, why don't I reach out to my audience and ask them what their top parent fails were or, you know, what are the fails that their own parents had done to them? Yeah. <laughs> so, they're so, <laughs> so good. So let's, uh, well, we, we're not going to share all of them, but we'll, we picked out a couple of the, the good ones. The first one's from Mrs. Lauren Thomas. On Twitter, I put sunscreen on my four kids, but one came back burnt. Turns out I lathered one kid up twice. (laughs) North Wingnut wrote in and said, the guard fell off the clippers when my mom was giving me a haircut. She filled in the bald spot with a magic marker. Okay, I totally, have, I totally have given you a bald spot when I was... Yes, (laughs) Christina, yeah, so, so we... Well, when was this? When we were engaged, mm-hmm. uh, we kind of did the math and I was like, hey, if I live to like I'm 80 something or 90 something and get my haircut every week, oh, not every week, that's a little bit much, <laughs> <laughs> every month, we'd save like, I think it costs like twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars uh, by the end of it all. So we actually invested in a good set of clippers. Uh-huh what fifty dollars i think so but yeah yeah so i have done that um, yeah in 11 years well i guess it's 12 years you messed my hair up two times so i think that's pretty not good. too bad yeah yes. no it's all good so hashtag wifey fail <laughs> all right so the next one's from henny boo uh my dad told me the ice cream truck played music when all the ice cream was gone <laughs> okay i lost it when i heard that for the first time i was like that is a genius idea <laughs> oh especially because the ice cream truck does come around quite often in our neighborhood so completely mm-hmm so Carol says, when I asked about the kittens our neighbor's cat had, mom explained sex to me. I just wanted a kitten. <laughs> <laughs> well, even today over dinner, the kids were talking about babies and we were like, is that when we're going to have the talk? Exactly. Around the dinner table. But they didn't ask. So no. we're like, okay, well, yeah, it's getting to that point. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be another podcast yes. episode. <laughs> yes. Which we'll probably have to bring someone else on to, to help mm-hmm. us with. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one's from Suburban Sublime. I, I saw it as Suburban Slime yeah, initially. I saw that too. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to fill the pinata with candy at my daughter's birthday party. <gasps> Oh, ouch. That that would probably end in some tears. Yes. So uh, like Pictionary says, I didn't know my dad had shaved his mustache off. So when he came to pick me up from first grade, I thought I was being abducted. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. And this is our favorite one from Joe Campbell. (laughs) My dad is a horrible speller. (laughs) One Christmas, my sister got a present from Satan. (laughs) 
Okay, so so hashtag parent fail. If you have some great hashtag parent fails, please uh, use the hashtag parent fail and send us a message at in between show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. But let's let's get into and, and kind of share a few of our parent fails. The first one uh, is about our fish. Rainbow, who has since passed away. Mm-hmm. But Rainbow, it wasn't just like a, you know, a one month goldfish or anything like this. this was a samurai fighting fish that right. lasted three years. I know. Apparently, that's not very usual. Yeah. Usually about a one year, two year lifespan. So, yeah. And probably about six, seven, eight months ago, Rainbow started kind of floating to the top, like, like one side. Right, it, uh-huh. it, like not not that it was dead. It was just kind of it it would it would be there, and then it would just kind of float sideways. Well, and it had like an abscess or something yes. growing on um like the bottom of the belly. Yeah, and, and so he was getting kind of pale too. Yeah, and it, and he wasn't eating very much, and so obviously we turned to the experts of Google. And we're like, okay, uh, like you know, this fish is doing these sort of symptoms. What is it? And Dr. Google said it was Dr. cancer. <laughs> like, are you serious? Well, That's yeah, okay. the fish had re- a tumor or I, something. I read that you're supposed to bring you're supposed to bring the fish to a vet, and I'm like, I am not bringing my fish to a vet. No, like eight hundred dollars <laughs> later. Yes, no, mm, no. Yeah. So it was, you know, Rainbow was doing that for a little bit, and Rainbow was special because it was it was kind of the present that we gave our kids when. Uh, just to kind of get them excited about moving down to Nashville. Mm-hmm. It's like a welcome home to Nashville yeah. present. Yeah, initially we promised a trampoline and then we realized how litigious Americans can be. So <laughs> we decided not to, especially yes. when our yard doesn't have a fence. Exactly. So. Yes. So we bought Rainbow and Rainbow after a couple of years was acting like that. So we actually, because he kept on doing that for a couple of days, we just decided to tell our kids, hey kids, uh, it's time to say goodbye to Rainbow because Rainbow's about to die. Well, we thought at that time, I mean, Rainbow was was not dead yet. Right. But we thought at that time that like Rainbow was really not going to do well. And so we thought he was going to pass away at night. And I don't know why. It's not like we read any parenting books about this or anything. It was mayhem. The kids started wailing. They were like, when is Rainbow going to die? Is Rainbow dead now? What's going to happen? We're like, well, don't you want to say goodbye and say like all your favorite things to your pet before it passes away? Victoria like screamed and ran upstairs. And Macarius was like, is Rainbow dead? Is Rainbow dead now? What is he doing? He's like poking it. So, yes. The next morning they woke up and they were like, is Rainbow dead? No, Rainbow was still alive. And actually, Rainbow <laughs> got better. The abscess went away. So and he was healed. So what it turned out to be was Rainbow was constipated. <laughs> <laughs> so Rainbow just had to make a poop. Yes. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that was our hashtag parent fail. But, mm-hmm. but here's the thing, though. Uh, probably about six months later, Rainbow actually was floating to the top. And then oh, would sink to the bottom. And it was probably about like a a five or six hour death that, mm-hmm. that happened. Because he kept on kind of floating to fighter. the top. 
And then he would float to the bottom and just be there. And we're like, oh, he's dead. But then he would come up right. and he would just swim all over. Yeah, for like about, crazily. Yeah, was, yeah, and then he'd about, go back to the bottom yeah. and then we would like tap the glass and then he would like come back like alive. Yeah, and so swim. weird. I was like really sure. I was like, okay, you know, I've had a lot of fish in my life and I think this is it. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, kids, time to say goodbye to Rainbow. Rainbow's about to die. And once again, they started wailing one more time. Right. And I was like, okay, it's, you know, I, I, I actually think he is going to die. So you guys really do have to say goodbye. And he mm-hmm. did die that night. He did. Yeah. I watched him take his final fish breath. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the next day, the kids were obviously really sad. Mm-hmm. And hashtag parent fail, I kept on asking them, so why are you sad? Or no, I didn't say. I, no, I didn't say we why you we were, were sad, talking but I, about I was asking how them questions. Right? We were we were talking about how um, we should bury Rainbow. Like yes, what we should Adeline do. was asking to bury Rainbow, right? Right, and then you were asking like, well, why do you want to bury him? Or like, yeah, because I'm like, why thing. do you bury fish? Just flush him down the toilet, right? Exactly. You're like, well, that's what my mom did. Like, yeah, whatever. My mom, my mom got rid of blueberry between you know when I was at school. Right. So <laughs> like, blueberry was yeah. dead. Uh, and, and uh, you know, the thing is, Blueberry was my samurai fighting fish, so it was kind of... And that you were really attached yes, to. Yes, exactly. So, anyway, that was a big ordeal because Adeline at one point was like, Do you even care Yeah, because I wasn't Rainbow? crying, and she was Why crying. Why are you asking questions? Yeah, and she's like, and I she's, don't even, Do you even love Rainbow? She's a fiery yes. seven-year-old. Yes. So, yeah, let's not do that. What we actually ended up doing, though, is we went to the science center. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of had a tinker lab, and, and they all decided to make the cross and yeah, different presents for Rainbow. For and Rainbow. and, and we, we buried Rainbow the next day. So Right. And I think, on a side note, you learned a little bit about yourself as well and a little bit about maybe grieving on your part. Yes, I'm not very good at grieving. This is true. And I try to intellectualize it yeah. rather than feel it. <laughs> Somebody's gone to counseling for this. Yes, yes. I, I actually have gone to counseling for this. My counselor yelled at me. I don't think counselors are supposed to yell at you, but my counselor definitely yelled at me. You were that bad? Yeah, I was that. And honestly, I thought I was doing really well. This was like session four. I was going really well. I thought I was making progress. And then my counselor just yelled at me. I don't care what you have to think. I'm asking you how you feel. And it actually worked because I started saying I feel uh-huh. instead of I think uh-huh. for a while. <laughs> you know, I revert back once in a while. Yeah. Anyways. Work so, progress. <laughs> yes. So, so one of the things that we realized, obviously, after all our parent fails there, mm-hmm. was that Rainbow is, was actually alive for... All of Macarius's life, pretty much. Yes. You know, probably like other than six months, uh-huh. the first six months, mm-hmm. he was alive. And for Adeline, Rainbow was alive for half of her life. Mm-hmm. And Victoria, you know, a quarter of her life. So that was that was something big for us to understand in grieving a pet, in just helping them process that. As much as I've had a ton of fish. Mm-hmm. For them, I mean, that was their fish. And even though they didn't exemplify or demonstrate, you know, a, a, a love and attachment every single day, there still was that. So that was our first parent fail. <laughs> of many. <laughs> and, and what we actually want to do during this episode is share stories of our parent fails, different parent fails, and actually share what we learned from that. And, and honestly, we would love for you to reach out to us on Twitter Instagram, Facebook, and and share with us your parent fails and and share with your spouse 
or your best friend what your parent fails are and process. Be like, okay, did you learn anything from it? Uh, because I think that's that's how we get better as parents, right? Completely. And that's how I think we make each other feel better. <laughs> that, yeah. hey, I don't have my act all together. And wait, this person doesn't oh, either. Yes. So Yeah, we are not experts like no. we said on episode zero. But we have learned some stuff along the way. Right. We're still learning and we still have a ton to learn. Mm-hmm. We're actually going to be having some interviews on uh, some special guests throughout the episodes. We'll still keep this format, mm-hmm. but we'll inter- intersect it with a few interviews here and there where others are experts and, and we can kind of interview them and get their opinion. But yeah. So let's kind of get to our next Pop-Tart parent fail. Okay. <laughs> which I was actually talking to my coworker today about Pop-Tarts. And? He told me that you're supposed to butter the back of a Pop-Tart. Stop it. Yes, I know. I didn't even think that that was like a thing. After it's Yeah, you, to- you toast it and then you butter it. And he was just like, oh, so good. Oh, man. Yeah. So I personally um, was not allowed to have Pop-Tarts as a kid. And I grew up on Pop-Tarts. So I was the kind of the ones who missed out. And you would think because of that, maybe our kids would have Pop-Tarts, right? But no. They- no, because you were deprived. You undeprived them. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> so maybe that's my first like parent yes. veil of the Pop-Tarts. But this actually came up um, because I'm a part of a wonderful Bible study on Monday mornings. And there's a bunch of uh, moms there, some older who have kids who have grown up, have left the house now. And others who are kind of like in our situation where their kids are still uh, pretty reliant on them and aren't home. So I can't remember what we were talking about, but we were talking about, I think, um, a lot of pressure that we feel from society that we need to be perfect parents. Mm. We can't feed our kids these things. We can't do this. We can't do that. You know, make sure you don't do this or somebody's going to judge you, blah, blah, blah. And this uh, mom, this older mom was saying, you know what? Feed your kids Pop-Tarts. They're going to be okay. (laughs) Like one of those. If your kids want Pop-Tarts once in a while, sure. Why not? Yeah. Go get them Pop-Tarts. Yeah. And I looked around the room. There's probably about 10 other moms. And it was just like someone had unleashed like freedom upon mm. them. Like, hey, what? I can feed my kids Pop-Tarts? Okay. And a bunch of them went to go out to the grocery store. And I'm sure they were like <laughs> walking by the Pop-Tart aisle. I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. going to have this. So, so why do you think, I mean, what, what, where do you think that mommy guilt is kind of coming from? Because, I mean, I, my mom didn't have an issue getting me Pop-Tarts. Well, I don't think uh, they would have their like mistakes or, I don't know, decisions, I should say, not mistakes, uh, like pronounced on social media. Yeah, because we have social media now. I really think that's what it is. So you see, you know, like different people who post like, oh, this is all organic and, you know, this is um, so beautiful the way that I've made this and blah, blah, blah. Um, And so then you look and you're like, I just fed my kid Pop-Tarts. They're going to have diabetes and be obese and die. (laughs) Yeah, and on Instagram, someone else fed their kids, you know, a, a, a magnificent breakfast before school. Right. And you're just trying to 
and you get out the door. Yeah, orange juice and a granola bar or yes. something. So, and I remember too, we were at a play date, and um, I mean, I've grown up with this guy, and his kids were eating chicken nuggets or whatnot, and he was apologizing. He's like, "Oh, you know, I'm so sorry that you know my kids are yeah, having pop, right. uh, or having chicken nuggets right now. That's that's not something we usually do. It's like a special occasion or whatnot." And I looked at him, and I'm like, "You know what? That's okay." We are non-judgment parents here. Um, and so I was just kind of shocked. Like, yeah. man, like what have we done to each other that you would have to apologize for feeding your kids something, you yeah. know? Like, totally. why can't they eat that? For sure. For sure. So even even in that, there's definitely that 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 guilt, that mm-hmm. mommy or that daddy guilt that you that that a lot of times we just place on ourselves unnecessarily. Because kids are resilient, mm-hmm. right? And now, and now we're not saying don't feed your kids any vegetables ever and just, you know, junk out or, you know, just let them feed themselves. And mm-hmm. no, we're, that's, that's not what we're saying. But what we're saying is kids are resilient. And a Pop-Tart here or there is a good thing. <laughs> and we're going to have to find gluten-free ones that we can butter the backs on. <laughs> yes, yes. No, I totally want to try butter in the back. I mean, there's a lot of butter in it already and, and other stuff, but... Dude, that's going to be good. (laughs) If you're going down, you're going down. (laughs) Yes, 100%. The wait is over. Find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the 12th Dead Sea Squirrels book, Babylon Breakout. Hi, I'm Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales, voice of Larry the Cucumber, and author of The Dead Sea Squirrels. Get ready for more daring rescues and hilarious jokes as Merle and Pearl and their animal friends embark on a ridiculous mission to bust the kidnapped Gomez family out of Babyland, a Bible-themed amusement park with talking animals. Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books. Available wherever books are sold. All right, so the next parent fail, actually, Christina, is is something that you were talking about uh, with our girls coming up to you, right? Right. Actually, this happened today. Uh, Victoria showed me a test that she got, and uh, I don't... Anyways, this is a whole other episode, I think. But they, she's in second grade, and she already gets like percentages. Mm. So you you get your mark, but you also get like a you know eighty five percent or ninety percent or whatnot. And she's showing me this, and she starts crying, and I'm like, "What is going on?" And she was like, "I got so many wrong," and I was like, "Well, no." actually like she got 83 percent i mean i don't think she failed or anything but um we went through it and i was like well there were some mistakes that were a little bit like well you actually forgot to put the answer down even though you showed your work so your teacher had to mark it wrong um and then there's other stuff i'm like well i actually don't think you understood that so we need to go through that Mm. together but it just made me so sad that, you know, she was so disappointed in herself. Mm. And we've talked about this too, Daniel. I think beforehand, we would have probably gotten angry at mm. them for, you know, making a mistake or like, yeah, oh. Like, you're, you're smarter than this. Right. You know this. How could you forget to put an answer down? Like, you've showed all your work. I mean, just write it down. Yeah. And I think that's a lot from... I guess our parents, how we were raised. Mm. And I know for my parents, like if I would get something 
you know, like I would get 97% and they're like, oh, that's good. Um, what happened to the other 3%? Yes. You're like, well, I got this wrong. Well, why did you get it wrong? Like, yeah, well, and, and you know, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Same with me. Yeah, it's, or it's if like you get, you get 100%, perfect. where's yeah. the bonus points? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, not all the time, not all the time, mm-hmm. but but there definitely was that pressure on kind of going after perfection, going after a high level of excellence mm-hmm. that that we that we've experienced and we un- unintentionally, if we're not thinking about it, actually parent our kids in the exact same way. Well, I think sometimes we internalize their failures. Yeah. Like, oh man, she got this wrong, so you know, that means in 10 years, she's going to, she's going to fail life or whatnot. Like, you know, sometimes we just go to that extremes or else like, oh, I guess we didn't work hard enough on her homework together. And so how can you not, you know, how can you not know these answers or whatnot? We studied for the test Mm. and then your failure means I'm a failure because we worked on this together. Yeah. And that's not it at Mm -hmm. all. I mean, do you make mistakes, Daniel? Of course. Yeah. I make mistakes too. And I'm glad that we're not so hard on ourselves, yeah. right? Like if we had to beat each other, like beat myself up for every mistake. So I think, you know, our parent fail in that sense mm. was setting that tone beforehand. Yeah. Um, and I think now it's just, especially as Mark's kind of quote unquote, do mean a little bit more as you go up in uh, grade level that we need to continue to encourage them and make sure that they're allowed to make mistakes. Um, and that they have to keep going. Like we we're talking about in the last episode about grit. Yeah, you made a mistake. Yeah, maybe you don't understand this, but let's work on it. Let's, you know, yeah. at least make sure that you understand it. Precisely. And and in that way, with kids, for for them to be able to respond, for them to be able to actually learn how to bounce back mm-hmm. and to, you know, maybe maybe it's something that they, they think they're like, oh, I should have done better. I knew that. Well, it's, you don't just bounce back. Right. You got to you got to learn how to cope with stress. Mm -hmm. You got to learn how to how to deal with that. I mean, the last thing that you'd want to do is instill a fear in, in, you know, your your kids not being able to take tests or not being able to do certain things because they're just afraid of not getting everything right, that they're not even going to. Right, it's just going to come out in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. So afraid to try new things. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So so that's that's definitely a big hashtag parent feel that we're still working on. The next one is related to discipline. And I remember that Christina, this one time where I was asking Victoria, Adeline, multiple times, all of them actually. But, but I remember this one time with Victoria where I asked her to come to do something and she wasn't doing it. So I started counting down from five. And, you know, five, you better come here, four, three. And then <laughs> she ended up coming by zero. And I was like, you know, I'm feeling so proud of myself because she came. She listened to me. And, <laughs> and you looked at me and you were like, do you even think that was a good idea? Well, I I asked you, I'm like, do you even know why you were counting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you've never counted no, before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and and I mean, the way you asked it, it was like there was no, the only answer was, I don't think that was a good idea. <laughs> like there was no other answer in the way that you asked it that I could have responded and been able to sleep beside you that night. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, obviously I'm exaggerating, but that's, that's how I felt. And, and I was like, and, and you were, you know, I was just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just kind of did it. And you were like, no, think about it. You, you social worked me, right? You were like really pushing. I was like, I don't want to think about it. And no, you just kept on asking. And I was like, okay, well, 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 why was it? 
And I remember this time when I was in high school and my mom would actually grate carrot juice, like 100% carrot juice. <laughs> and occasionally when I, you know, when she felt really, I guess, happy or she wanted to bless me, she put some celery stalks in there too. <laughs> But there's no apples, no, orin- no oranges, no limes, <laughs> no lemons, nothing. It was just pure. And I actually would get shivers every time I heard the juicer go on <laughs> because she just forced me to drink it. And, and she wouldn't make it for my sisters. I don't know why. And sometimes I, every time she would grate the carrot juice, I would come up with excuses like, oh, give it to, you know, Ellie or give it to one of my other sisters, Tina or Gina, or, you know, give it to them because, you know, they're actually going to want to drink it. And my mom would be like, oh yeah, I know they'd want to drink it, but they got to grate their own carrot juice. I'm doing it for you. And, you know, they, you know, they want me to do it for them and I'm not. And, and, you know, so you drink it and, you know, it's just, she would just guilt me into it. Right. Or shame me into it. So I remember this one time she was doing it and I started brushing my teeth. And I was like, you know it's what I'm going to do? Yeah, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to say mom and dad, you know, you don't want to pay for all these dental bills, enamel. <laughs> you can't really restore enamel. And that's so I did that. And she didn't buy it. And I ran away into my room <laughs> and she started counting down from five. And obviously I went because you don't want to face the wrath of my mom. <laughs> So I got there, you know, after a quarter, a half, an eighth, you know, or I guess it's a half a quarter, an eighth. And then I got there and I was like, man, I hated that. Like, I hated that so much. And I was like, why am I doing that to Victoria? Why am I doing that to Adeline and Makarios? And, and, and I guess the huge parent fail in that was, man, we parent the way that we've been parented mm-hmm. unless we consciously do so otherwise. Right. I mean, that could be that could be a parent win too, depending, you know, how we were parented and stuff. There's, we're not saying that all our parents. No, 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 not at all. I mean, I don't like the counting down thing, but, (laughs) (laughs) and we don't ask our kids to drink carrot juice, (laughs) but it's smoothie, but yes. Yeah. But so, so I mean that way it really is a, it's, you know, the, the big lesson in this one is just know, or, or occasionally ask yourself, why do you do the things you do? Mm Mm-hmm. Why do you feel like Saturday morning has to be sport after sport after sport? Why do you feel like your every bit of free time with your kids or with your spouse has to be like this, right? Why is that? And to just be able to take a step back and think through those questions will actually open your eyes quite a bit to maybe pressure that you're placing on yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Or pressure that you are placing on your kids, on others that you really don't even want to put on them but you're inadvertently doing that because you're just kind of doing what you, you're doing those normals. You're parenting yes, the way that you've been parenting. Yeah, you. exactly. Mm-hmm. Another, <laughs> okay, this next one's really actually my fault. <laughs> I guess a lot of this stuff is my fault. No, no. Uh, <laughs> okay, so, so this next one is about Victoria. I, I guess we're talking about her a lot. It's, you know, all the kids, but Victoria especially. Firstborn. Firstborn. <laughs> I guess it's one of those things where... She, you know, she's eight years old now and she's kind of growing into her own development. A little bit more aware. More aware, personality, Mm -hmm. all this stuff. And and one day she looked at me and she was like, Dad, um, when when, when can I get braces? And I was like, why do you want braces? You know, because in my mind, I'm like, dang, braces are really expensive. (laughs) And she's like, oh, you know, I'm just just wondering because... You know, I I want my teeth to be straight. 
And when she said that, I immediately responded, like without even thinking. I was like, Victoria, take a look at my teeth. I was like, take a look at my teeth. You see how crooked my teeth are? <laughs> you don't need braces. You think I'm okay. I did not have, you know, my parents, I wanted to have braces, but my parents <laughs> didn't have money to get me braces. We'll get you braces eventually, but you don't need braces now. Deal with the crooked teeth. It's okay. It's not a big deal. And I just kind of went off. <laughs> Hit a tender spot there. <laughs> yes, it was a bit of a tender spot. And I don't even remember. How did she respond? Okay, daddy. <laughs> yeah, and she didn't talk about it anymore, right? No, well, not in front of you. <laughs> oh, yes. So I guess she talked about it with you? Yes. <laughs> Oh, that's bad. I mean, the last thing that I want is for our girls and our kids not to want to talk to me about stuff. So, so but uh, coming, <laughs> yeah. coming from there. This is a bad episode. Why are we even doing this? <laughs> making me feel bad about myself. <laughs> no, but let's talk about the last point that you were talking about, about taking a step back. Yes. Okay. Yep. And so we were talking about it afterwards and I was like, you know, how could maybe we handle that situation a little different? Yeah, that's right. So maybe it won't be about the teeth, but about looks or something to do with their personality. And they're kind of questioning a little bit. Yeah. They're, they're not just saying, I have crooked teeth. They're asking for affirmation. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you have straight teeth. and, and Because I had braces. Yes, because you had braces. And... I mean, I get it. I get it. When you're obsessing over something, mm-hmm. you begin comparing yourself to other people. Yeah. I mean, I had a severe acne problem as a, a kid, and I still have scars from the acne that I'm happy as I get older, they're beginning to go away. But Vic- <laughs> Adeline, for the longest time, was like, Daddy, you have freckles. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. It's uh, scars from my pimples. <laughs> So I'm sure that's going to come up, right? They're going to be self-conscious about that. And I am super Mm self-conscious anytime I get acne, you know, adult acne occasionally here and there. It's like so, 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 so self-conscious. So, I I mean, I get that, that it really is a self-affirmation kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So then what's going to happen next time? So let's say they come up to you and they're like, oh, I have so many like pimples on my face. Are you going to be like, well, look at me. Look how many pimples lie on my face. <laughs> or. <laughs> Deal with it, kid. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't want to say I don't see it. Uh-huh. And I don't necessarily want to say you're, you're beautiful. I mean, I will say you're beautiful mm-hmm. regardless. But maybe I'll just ask questions, I guess. And be like, oh, you know, wh- wh- why does. I, I, I actually really don't know. <laughs> I really hope they go to you for that. <laughs> no, I don't know. I do, oh, yeah, help me. Yeah, help right. me. Right. I do. And I mean, I don't know the answers either, but I do think a good place to start is is asking questions. Yeah. Okay. Because sometimes we do say stuff, but we're there's a lot internalized that there we're is, not. There is a that lot that we're not expressing, mm-hmm. and so. But I do think. I mean, obviously, we need to we need to affirm them in you know, in the way that they are and the way that God has made them mm-hmm. um, and address their insecurities in a gentle way and, oh, and affirm them in, in that as well. Like it's okay to feel insecure because, yeah. and share, I think our own stories. I think that's really powerful of, um, yeah. especially I think that they're younger, they still think we know everything and maybe mm. that we're quote unquote perfect. Um, 
And so to be able to show like, you know what, mommy really struggled Mm -hmm. with this too, or, or daddy had a hard time in this area and this is how I handled it. And there's, and maybe I handled it really well in this point. And sometimes I didn't. Yeah. So. Yeah. I know for myself, it, it was really a balance of, okay, how do I kind of get beyond it? And, and at times it was like really obsessive for me. Mm-hmm. It was really obsessive. And like, I felt so bad about myself. So, so, so bad. So it was like, how did I get out of that? Well, I had to think about something else. I had to mm-hmm. be like, well, it's not that big of a deal. And I, you know, don't look at yourself in the mirror. You're, and I was just like, it, it was like, it was really hard. Mm-hmm. So to be able to just help our kids, I guess, learn how to, to overcome that. And it's like, there's always going to be something. Right. right? There's always going to be something. And, and why, why do you feel that you, you know, why do you feel that way about yourself? Is it because you're obviously it's because I'm comparing myself. I was comparing myself with mm-hmm. other people and and I was placing my self-worth and my my looks and, and, you know, kind of my whole, you know, the whole really my whole self-worth based on all that. So it's it's to understand that it, it that's not the right place to place it all, mm-hmm. I think might be a good starting point as well mm-hmm. or a conversation point. So, yes. So as we come to the end of our hashtag parent fail episode, uh, we did want to end on a little bit of a lighter note. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Christina, why don't you take this one? So uh, our son, Macarius, is obsessed with Disney cars, like literally obsessed. And there's this one car that he in particular really, really likes. And her name is Holly Shiftwell. Yeah. But. He's three years old. Mm-hmm. And you just said Holly Shiftwell. Mm-hmm. Holly Shiftwell. Yes. <laughs> and he... But he cannot pronounce the F no. sound when it's in between words. Like, if he can say Frank, but if it's, like, in between Not different <laughs> consonants. Yes. So she start, he started saying, and actually, it was funny, because at church, on, on <laughs> there's church. kind of, like, Wednesday night activities, uh, he brings a car every Wednesday to... To the church and and when we were picking him up uh the the you know the child workers were asking us what's the name of his car <laughs> and they're really they're kind of smirking with their lips and i was like oh the, the car's name is holly shiftwell and they were like oh yeah that's not what he said <laughs> <laughs> so we were so, so we were like okay macarios try to say you know repeat after us shiftwell shift well and he just he couldn't pronounce the f so yeah. we we're like you know McCarthy, why don't you just say holly wah wah <laughs> and so that's what he calls it it's i was like, like holly wah wah i'm gonna get lightning mcqueen and holly wah wah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's great so once again we would absolutely love it if you share your hashtag parent fails with us on instagram twitter or facebook at in between show and if you want the show notes for this episode you can go to inbetween.org backslash episode 11. And at that, if you haven't yet checked out our site, at the site, you can actually download some date night ideas, splurge and save date night ideas. And we'd love to just stay connected with you. So yeah, thanks again for listening in. And next next week, what are we going to be talking about? Episode 12 will be about the importance of community. And I think we touched on it a little bit at the last part where we were like, oh, we don't really know what we would do. We haven't gone through some certain things. So I think the aspect of community is wonderful because we can all 
learn and grow from each other. Yeah. So be sure to subscribe if you have not yet done so. And if you haven't yet left us a rating and review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, we would deeply appreciate that because that does help get the word out. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll catch you next time. Thank you.